know y'all like to beat around the bush. And it's time out for that. We are here to discuss life, love, and everything in between. Let's get straight to it. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Straight To It, the podcast. We've been gone for a minute. Now we back with the jump off. We back. We back. Y'all missed us. They missed us, girl. They missed us. Well, you know, just as a reminder, in case y'all forgot, it's your girl, Quinn. It's your girl, Keita. Okay, we finna get straight to it because we had to take a little break to get our mental together. Amen. And we about to get straight to it because we tired of a lot of shit. Okay. We've been tired. (laughs) (laughs) So the first thing that we're about to get straight to it with today, we're going to talk about black men. Uh Uh-oh. And if you're a black man listening to this, I need for you to turn the volume up. Turn that thing up. Okay. Turn amplify that thing. Because we're going to talk about it. Um, first thing. This whole J. Cole, mm. Lil Wayne, 50 Cent, mm. T.I., mm-hmm. and Child, we can insert some other folks too. But we specifically just gonna lump all of them together for the sake of us getting straight to it. Yes. But recently, Lil Wayne and 50 Cent Girl. had the whole ass audacity, the all audacity, to have a conversation about black women. Mm-hmm. And about the way we look, mm-hmm. specifically dark-skinned women, and then also talk about angry black women, as if we don't have a reason to be goddamn angry. Exactly. Or, 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 or them using misusing the word anger a lot of times just to appease their egos. So, so I just want to, you know, I don't, I don't understand. I really want to talk. I want us to talk about. Why do black men feel that is why do they feel so the urge and the the they're compelled to talk about shit regarding black women? Like I don't know. Are you? Yeah, (laughs) I feel I feel like it's you know, and you know, as a disclaimer, you know, we're not talking about we're not generalizing black men. Well, I'm not, I can only speak for me. No, you can speak for me too. Okay, we're not we're not generalizing black men. In general, we're saying if this applies to you or someone that you know, that's who we're talking about. So before y'all get upset with us, say all black men ain't like we know, we know. But we're 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 not gonna do that today. This is also not a time for you to insert well black women because we're talking about y'all right now. So let's stick to the subject. So I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna say that first, and then I'm gonna follow that with I feel like some black men feel like women, black women in particular, have this, um, and I know we're gonna we're gonna, you know, hopefully touch on this later, but they have this notion that black women must be all about them, that everything we do is for them, about them, and how dare we go outside of that? How dare we make them feel otherwise? Because then you're angry, then you're, you know, you're not good enough or you're not this, you're not that, which I think just comes from shit that we've seen in the media growing up in music and all this other type of stuff so i don't i just i don't know like i just feel like i'm 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 perplexed i don't know why they feel the need to speak on women 
so much in a negative way. It's one thing if you're you're uplifting women, if you're, you know, I would say, I would even say challenging. I think that's fine. I think challenging the process is a part of healthy growth amongst anybody. But when you demean and, you know, just make black women out to be the enemy, even though we're the ones that step on the front lines for y'all asses most of the time. All the time. All of the time. All the time. And we still love y'all in spite of. In spite of this bullshit that y'all continue to perpetuate. And then most times, Quinn, when they do speak, they be loud and motherfucking wrong. Okay. Absolutely. And I'm saying that with my whole chest. You remember when your profiles be like, girl, you loud and wrong, <laughs> loud and wrong. Black men, some of y'all, vast majority of y'all are loud and wrong. How are you going to speak just like how y'all be like, you don't know what it's like to be a black man. You're not a black man. You're not a black woman. So how can you speak on things that you don't even experience day to day? And I love what you said about how we love them in spite of because when shit pops off, Black women are the first people to have everybody's back. But when shit happens to us, pull out them binoculars and you're like, whoo, where is it? It's quiet. And I noticed that. I, and I think I said this on Twitter the other day when I was like, you know, um, and shout out to our, you know, friends of the show, You Good Bruh Podcast. Follow them. And, you know, our, I think our segment airs with them soon. We'll see. But, you know, we talked about the lack of protection from black men. And this situation is a prime example. When these dudes get on the internet talking their shit, the timeline is quiet. Nobody says anything. Anything. Y'all might retweet a little, you know, a little something, something. Y'all might repost a little something, something. But no one really comes out and says, like, nah, dude, you tripping. Because the thing is, and I'm going to speak to the 50 Cent situation specifically, is that no one is saying you can't. If you prefer foreign women, go by all means. Do you. Do you, boo. Do you? But to then turn that in the same sentence, turn it around on or make it seem like black women are angry. Like, sir, no, we're not. We don't need to do that. Don't do that. And let's just be clear, 50 Cent. Ain't nobody angry that we can't date you. I mean, you might have a little, you know what I'm saying? You might have a little check, a little cash, whatever. But also, no. Yeah. You're a bully. He is. And, and not only are you violent against black women, you're also violent against black men. Right. So, so you're just a violent ass person. <laughs> 50 cents. Right. So even more reason for <laughs> niggas to speak out against him. And Dustin from um uh the friend zone, he had he made a good point too because he said he defined what exotic is. And he was, you know, it's just something that's, you know, beautiful and different and all this. And he was like, that's black women. And I was like, I- yes. Period. That's, that is, that's black women. Like Period. it's one thing to say exotic and to say foreign. Those are two different things. And clearly, his ass does not know that they are not synonymous to each other. So again, like you said, it's loud and wrong. and wrong. And wrong. And it's like Little Wayne. You have a beautiful black capital B black daughter. Mm-hmm. How dare you say that? Uh, Queen, I know you love your daddy. Daddy Queen, we love you, hey. You know I love my daddy, Daddy Haney. Can you imagine waking up and hearing your daddy, your father, the man who helped 
provide and protect the um, the first man in your life that you revere saying that shit that he was saying. Can you imagine it? No. And my dad would never. Because Daddy Quinn is a real one. Okay. And if anybody, if you don't know Daddy, Daddy Quinn, <laughs> a real one. I was just like, this is what me and one of my good friends, she always says this. And I think I'm going to say it on this podcast. I'm not going to say her name. She probably wouldn't care, but whatever. She talks about how black men say that they love us, but she always is clear to say, just because you fuck black women does not mean that you love black women. I'm going to say that again. Just because you may fuck black women does not mean that you love us. Preach. Come on, preach. So let that sink in. Or love, you don't love us enough to protect us. And that that don't just mean, you know, that, that word, we, we could spend a whole episode talking about what that particular word means because I think it's subjective to whoever you're talking to. Some women, yeah. you know, feel like black men don't protect them physically, emotionally, spiritually, publicly, whatever. You know, I think we, we can go on and on. And on, and on. And on, child. So out to that point, though, Kita, like, what do you feel like we talk about protection? Um, what do you feel like that means, though? Like, when in this, in this, what we're talking about right now, like, what do you think that means? Like, when you say protect black women, protect black women, like, it's not just a trending topic, it's not just when you feel like it. Protecting black women needs to be something that is a part of your everyday, it's a part of who you are, right? Like, it's an innate thing, like. It's in your actions, it's in what you say, it's in what you do. It's not uh, specific to a domestic violence situation. I'm talking about protecting black women all the fucking time, regardless. All the black men in the world, the vast majority have come from a black woman's womb. If if the things that you see happening to black women around you that you are not in relationship with, like think of, insert your mama face, your sister face, your cousin face, whoever, the black woman in your life that you revere and hold in high regard, like protection is just not limited to, for black women, it's just not limited to when it benefits you or when a black woman benefits you. It doesn't have to be a black woman that you can get something from her to protect her. You should want to protect black women because you are a black man, your mother is black. Black women have helped raise you to be the man that you are because you know that's what they love to say. I was raised by black. Exactly. So that should be why you should be like, I will not stand for the bullshit of that be going on against black women. Specifically when we see niggas like 50 Cent and Lil Wayne and even J. Cole's ass saying dumb shit. Like, you should say, you know what, what can I do in my capacity? And it doesn't have to be, you know, because some of the shit is performative, you know, black men, they retweeting shit or, you know, whatever, whatever. Because also we peep that too for y'all, for y'all men oh, who be yes. retweeting and reposting shit in real life and in real time for the black women in your life that know you and the shit that you do. Mm-hmm. That's performative, nigga. Forget mm-hmm. social media. What are you doing like- in your... All for likes. All, All for, for likes. Her. What are you doing in your day-to-day actions to prove and say that I love black women and I protect black women. Protection is everything. It's the, it's what you say. It's the physical part of it. It's the emotional part of it. It's the spiritual part of it. Black women are tired. Y'all are exhausting. Black men, y'all are exhausting as fuck. And 
it's something as simple as picking up a damn book, listening to a podcast, going Talk to therapy. To the women in your, your life. life. How can I be better? Yes. Because <laughs> I have say another thing on that too is that I noticed, like you know, when we talked when we talk about. I'm going to make two points here, actually. I'm going to say two things. One, the celebrities have a, you know, they have an influence. They mm-hmm. have a following. So their words matter. And so when you perpetuate this stereotypical angry black woman narrative to your follow, your fans, your following, which includes not just black people, but people of all races, that encourages white people, Asian people, Latino people, you know, whatever, that encourages that stereotype. That encourages the the systemic issues that we have right now because you're speaking out about black women in the same way that they felt about us for centuries. And so when you get your black ass on these platforms and you continuously, you know, you can't say Black Lives Matter in one breath and then turn around and say some stupid ass shit like this. I'm sorry, because that's counterproductive and you look like a hypocrite. You are a hypocrite. And now and now or never, <laughs> but especially now is not the time for you to get on, you know, a platform that's being heard by millions of people and talk shit about a black woman. It's just not right because it's like at the end of the day, we love y'all, but we just want y'all to be better. Like this is not a bashing session, but we want y'all to be better. On the second hand, I have seen on social media, I've seen this firsthand several times. When a black man does speak out, when a black man does speak up for black women, he's met with, oh, you just trying to get some ass. You just saying that because you, you, you trying, you trying, you just trying to, you just trying to get with somebody. When it's like, why is it an issue that men really feel? positively about black women and are speaking out about how they feel why is that so i don't that that pisses me off that's the stuff that i like i'm just like why can't he feel why can't he say black women are beautiful we are why can't he say i don't want anything but a black woman there's nothing no one else can do for me like a black woman can why is that always met with so much pushback from other black men like i really want to know I, I can't answer that because I'm not a black man. So right. unlike them, I'm not going to speak on an experience that I don't have day to day. But what I will say is that I just think that it's a lack of accountability and it's ignorance. You know, like some black men, I truly believe they just want. <laughs> I hate to say this, but this is how I feel. Sometimes I just think. You know, when black men talk about, oh, I want a strong black woman, like you want that until you actually get that. And most times when it's talking about when we're talking about black women being strong, I actually think we need to change that narrative, too, because, you know, we are looked at as, oh, well, they got it. You know, she's a strong black woman. She got it. So then it's like, oh, well, I ain't got to, you know, I ain't got to take care of Queen. I ain't got to take care of Keita because they got it. That ain't what that means. You know, like it's another way to say that black women don't need protection they don't need to be cared for and so i think personally that men that feel that way or you know show up in that way they need to go to therapy because i'm not gonna act like you know there aren't men in the world who have issues with women in their life 
But again, you have to go and unpack that. You know, instead of being out here on the internet saying all types of foolery and fuckery, specifically, I don't know if you remember, we talked about this briefly. That man, I don't even remember his name, but if I knew it, I would say it on this podcast. So y'all, <laughs> but anyway, he tweeted something about black women won't get protected until we learn how to be submissive. So I'm like, you mean to tell me <laughs> that in order for you to feel like that, my life is valuable. Or, I'm sorry, your mother's life is valuable, your auntie, your sister, whoever, that they got to submit to you? Because also, let's be clear about submission. A lot of black men look at submission as a means of oppressing black women. And so, you know, being a doormat, being complacent, letting you do what the fuck you want to do. Come on, preach. You know, and if we can turn this into Bible study, but because I'm using a lot of profanity, I ain't gonna do that. But submission is is it's less about trying to oppress somebody and more about dying to the 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 destructive habits and behaviors of yourself so that you can be a good person. Mm-hmm. That's what that is, you know, so that you can be a better person for other people, not so that you can get your way and you can benefit. And all of that. I'm like, what do you mean be submissive? Are you kidding me? Because that's another word that is very subjective. That word is left up to interpretation because some men might be like, oh, submissive. Like what you just said, you know, it it falls under that oppressive nature. Whereas some black men feel like it's something, you know, I think submissiveness also goes both ways. And I just think some people just don't, they don't know what, they don't know what it really means. They don't just say that. They don't know what it really means. But again, that's a word that has been used in attachment to black women in a negative way. And so that's what that's what we're left with. Yes. And and patriarchy has really, you know, black men don't want to accept that y'all are just as bad as some of our counterparts when it comes to the way you function towards black women. You know what I'm saying? And you have to own that and accept that. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's the truth. Mm-hmm. And the sooner that we can, say, you know, the sooner that black men can say, you know what, how am I do a self-evaluation, the quicker that we can, you know, make some forward movement in this shit. Yeah. Because I'm tired of it. You know, most times I feel like, and you can tell me if you feel like this too, Quinn, I feel like who gonna have my back is other black women or or black people who identify within the lgbt uh lgbtqia community black people that are queer have my back Mm -hmm. you feel what i'm saying and it's like you can't be hollering about black lives matter if you don't value the lives of black women and black queer and trans people either Mm -hmm. because without us black men where would y'all be at? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree. I, I mean, you know, I agree. And I will say this. Um, you know, I don't feel like I don't lack in that department of yeah. the men in my life, particularly, you know, close friends, brothers, cousins, dads, uncles, whoever. Like, I don't feel that with the men that are in my life. But the men that are on the outside of that circle, no. Like, and again, like, like I said, we see it on social media every day. We see it when we go out, when outside was open. We see that the, even now, you know, it's like, yeah. So I, I, I agree. Black women, black women have found 
you know, I think we've gotten better with truly supporting each other and standing up for each other. And that's, again, something that hasn't always been the narrative either. So again, we're not going to get into that today, but Black women have our own work to do too, but we acknowledge that a part of fixing the problem is acknowledging the problem and then being accountable for what the fuck you got going on internally. So there's a lot of self-assessment that needs to happen amongst a few men. Yes. And if protecting Black women to you is protecting us so that you can oppress us and we can, you know, be at your beck and call, then you really have some fucking work to do. So... Or stay away from us. Leave us the Leave us alone. What was the thing? You you retweeted something yesterday with the girl holding up the uh please read that. Please read it. The girl holding up the cardboard sign, the black girl. (laughs) Girl, so many people responded to that post. Let me see if I can find it. The post says, date who you want, but shut the fuck up about black women. And yes, and I said that earlier. Like you, we don't care. We really don't. And I, and I, let me, let me actually, let me, let me correct myself there. There are some women who are on a on a different side of things than what Kita and I are talking about. But again, we're speaking for ourselves. But for the vast majority of us with some sense, who see the world for what it is, we really don't care who y'all date. Just don't bring us into the conversation of why you feel the need to date whoever you're dating, who might not be, who might not look like me. Because what that also tells me is that you don't value her as a woman either. But we're not gonna go there today. Patriarchy is real, and we're not gonna we, go there today. And we're not. And when we do, baby, I'm gonna pull out. You know, you always be joking, talking about Kita. Always got a book, <laughs> a quote, and it's yes. true because I got a quote so that we can move on to our next uh, straight to it topic, but. Mickey Kendall, she has a book. You need to go get this book. Black men, you can read this book. J. Cole, if you're listening to this podcast, if you come across your, <laughs> your ear, your ear docket, sir, you can read this book too. You too can be great. It's called Hood Feminism. You know, Queen always joking that I'm a hood evangelist. She might be right. That's she is that's right. Your that's your name. <laughs> the hood but the quote, the quote says, I am a strong person. I am a flawed person. What I am not is superhuman, nor am I a strong black woman. No one can live up to the standards set by racist stereotypes like that. Position black women as so strong that they don't need help, protection, care, or concern. Snaps. I see your finger snaps. Yes, come on. So listen, protect black, black women. It's not just a hashtag, it's an action. And if you don't believe that, then child, we don't know what to tell you, but- We gonna pray for you. We'll pray for you though. I mean, oh, you right. Look, look at me. <laughs> Evangelist. I love all of God's children. I don't like them all the time. And I will say a small prayer, but listen, my energy is going towards making sure black women are protected black queer and trans people also and the black men that want to join me in that fight and join me and you in that they can and if not child just please step aside and just leave us alone leave us alone that's it yes ma'am it's a lot going on obviously Mm -hmm. obviously but you know black women we out here we we drinking water we getting this waist tight. We eating right. What have you been doing to practice self care? 
girl just as a black woman <laughs> just taking time for myself i would say like i have found being in quarantine because i'm still working from home at the moment and so you know i found myself in the beginning in the beginning i was fine and then it was a couple of weeks where i was just like i can't like i'm going through it and it wasn't necessarily something nothing happened it was just i think being home all the time and not being able to go you know be around friends and family you have to you start to sit with yourself and just look at some things so i will say that in that i have just found like stuff to do around my house like little projects to do around my house i'm very diy i'm a diy queen um so just finding stuff to do around my house taking time in the morning i fix me a cup of coffee every morning now and i just sit and meditate for about five minutes i don't I, i'm not one of those people that's gonna be doing yoga in the morning and shit i'm not there in my dreams <laughs> but you know, I do it, you know i take time to reflect in the morning you know figure out how my day is gonna go that way i don't feel so overwhelmed because obviously working from home it's you don't really have a hard start or stop. So building in time to say, no, I'm done working at 530. That's it. I'm done. I got to treat it as if I'm at the office and then separating myself from my, my office space. Um, I will also say trying to stay off social media because like I said earlier, there is just so much bullshit that gets put on social media. It's a lot. And then with everything that's happened over the last month or so, I mean, hence why we haven't recorded, you know, it's like, there's just been a lot of stuff going on. So, you know, just taking some time away from social media, I'll get on there. I might scroll the five first, you know, the first five people and then I'm out. I don't spend a lot of time on social media anymore because it's just so much negativity. I try to stay out of the comments. That's self-care in itself. Staying out of the comments on stay viral posts. Because <laughs> you're gonna get you gonna be mad. You're gonna be mad. mad. So mad. you know, I, and yeah, I just think like staying in touch with friends and family the best way that I can um, has really been helpful. Like as far as as self care and just really doing stuff that I want to do for me. I bought me some rollerblades. Okay, roll yeah. bounce. Yes, honey. So I'm gonna be out on a belt line with some booty shorts and some knee pads on. So y'all see a real tall, you know, real tall, thick little thing flying by you. <laughs> just, just know that it's me. Just wave. It's Quinn. Wave. It's me. And if you're trying to shoot your shot, you know, go get you some roller glasses. You can roll with her. You feel me? I mean, cause she's single. For now. And she fine. I'm single for now. Listen, she let listen. Kate, look, listeners, y'all know she usually try to deter me, but she actually received what I said this time. She's single. She gonna be on her rollerblades in her booty shorts, and you know, if you think you can handle a nice hard okay, okay, see, that's that's where you all you always gotta go left because you my friend is fine. Why you just can't say what you said and then leave it there? You all because I want I want them to have a visual. I want them to have a visual of how bad my friend is. Okay, I'm looking at her and listen, baby, that skin, who popping? Okay, okay, black woman hyping me up. Okay, receive it. Okay, see. I mean, but you fine too though. But what you know, I'm saying I ain't gonna do you like that. But you, y'all know, Kita, she, you know, she real fine. 
But anyway, so Fix, how about you? How have you, you know, you working from home and you being in the industry that you're in? I know it's been, you know, uh probably difficult to be away from the people that you're used to being around. So how how have you practiced uh self-care for yourself? Who Jesus. Um, as somebody who is a creative, I will say at the beginning of this quarantine, it was really hard for me to like want to do creative stuff. So like I like to paint, I like to write, and I just couldn't do it. It just felt like everything just felt so heavy. Um, it got to the point where I was like, you know what, I gotta go. So I packed up my little Toyota Corolla and uh drove 12 hours to the A. Which I got to see your lovely face in person. So we spent some time together. You had me watching uh, American Horror Story, which is actually yes. a pretty good show. Okay. Those last three I episodes. sure do. The last three episodes um, <laughs> from season nine, I think. But anyway, um, so I think for me, I've been practicing self care by when I reached that point mentally where I was like, you know what? I need to unplug from social media and I need to be around the people that. And it's not that I'm not in a space where I'm not around people that I love, but I needed to be with my family. Mm-hmm. I needed to t- be able to hug and touch on my mom, my sisters, my niece, my dad, like just be in a space where I could breathe. Because sometimes, you know, being in spaces where I'm either the only black woman or the only black person, tell me about that. or I'm in white spaces. I, I feel like I'm holding my breath. And I think you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly. Most black women, most black people listening to this podcast, y'all know what I'm talking about. So I had to go home and just literally when I crossed that state line, all I could do, I, it was just like the heaviness was gone. And so since then, I've been writing more, um, been getting more writing opportunities. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and then I also... <laughs> Believe it or not, I can't believe it, child. I have been walking. Like, I will go on three, four-mile walks, and I literally, I'm, like, power walking. You know, like, I got my little headphones in, and I'm just, like, you know, I'm either thinking, listening to a podcast, listening to music, and I'm just in that thing because the endorphins, they just help my mind to be clear. And then after that, I'm my most productive self. I'm able to get so much done, you know. And so for me, exercise and writing, it's just been so helpful. And then being able to call beautiful friends like yourself. Yes, you we know, have some good key keys, girl. We be key, key, yeah, child. And so I'm just grateful that, yes, I am away from, you know, what's familiar to me. But I'm glad that I know that I can load up that car and pull up. Because I told you, I said, I'm pulling up on you, Quinn. <laughs> Let you me know what you did. Whatever I'm just you did. And speaking of speaking of your creative side, I'm gonna plug you real quick because oh. Nikita wrote a book called Phases. Oh. And if you have not read it, um, I highly encourage you to purchase it. It's on Amazon. Um, it's you can get it as a digital copy. You can get it as a hard copy. I have both. So I, I definitely encourage you all to read. I know Kita's working on, you know, I'm, I'm pushing her and me along with a lot of her other colleagues and friends. Are, you know, so I'm glad you're writing. Yes, um, book two. Also, it's, it's in the yeah, works. And you're uh, you're a part of the Pedestal Project group as well. Yes, so, yes. You know, I'm so proud of you. And, you know, 
Listen, listen, you're such a good, and this is why you are truly like, you know, when I think about my inner circle of women, you are one of those women. Cause you stay on me, especially about that writing stuff. You be like, sis, what's up? What's up? What you doing? I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do it. But I appreciate you for that because also something else that black women don't do, we don't hype ourselves up enough. Yeah. You know, we, for some reason, we have allowed this shitty ass world, society, this nation to make us feel like we have to like humble ourselves or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. And it's time out for that, you know? So I appreciate you doing that for me. And, of you know, course. I love you so much and I'm glad I'm able to be your co-host because just so y'all know real quick. Here you go. Straight to it, the podcast was Heather's vision. She had this vision for like two or three years before we even started doing this. And, you know, at the end of last year, I went home for Christmas and she was like, man, I need a host, man. And we just started talking. She was like, Keita, why don't you do it with me? Sus had all of this stuff already laid out. We literally, I was like, Heather, wow. She had been working on this for two years. And now here we are. So I'm proud of you for not giving up on your vision. Because I remember when you started doing the question of the day. And I used to be, baby, be at work like, is it time? (laughs) What time she usually posts that thing? Let me go read these comments. And we had time to do one this week, but yeah, it was just, you know, it was, the timing was just right because originally, you know, there were, you know, it was supposed to go a different route, but I, you know, decided against that. So, you know, you are a perfect fit for this. And, you know, I think we were just perfect together. So I we appreciate balance, it. You balance me out, girl. Yeah. But we also turn each other up. So y'all. <laughs> so. Period. We don't want, we're we not going to, we always about to wrap it up, but we're going to talk about the joy and power of being a black woman. You know, we didn't talk about all these other things, yeah. but Quinn, what is the best thing? And maybe you can't pinpoint just one, but what do you feel like is the best thing about being a black woman? The best thing about being a black woman that summarizes everything that we've talked about on this episode is that there is no one in the world like us, baby. Nobody. Clap, 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 clap. There's no, there, there is nothing, you know, we are very, we're, we are multifaceted, multi-talented, multi-dimensional. We are just, we are everything. And when black women have their mindset on doing something, we are going to make it happen. And it might not be today, tomorrow this year but we are a very resilient bunch of people and i just pride myself so i wouldn't i wouldn't want to be anything but a black woman i feel like we we're one of a kind baby Ooh. one of a kind listen and to echo those same sentiments i would say the best thing about being a black woman is just existing right like we are the we birth such greatness when i think about like all of the black women how we come in all different shades and sizes there is like it's so powerful you know what i'm saying and like just our existence now it can be exhausting sometimes but baby when i say i wake up in the morning i'll be like i am a black woman i am a proud black woman 
I love how we are just so unapologetic, right? We can be sophisticated in one moment, then yes. we can turn into a, a ratchet part. <laughs> you know, we turn to our ratchet selves. Then we can get real bougie if we want to. Then we can get hood. You know, we can be all of those things. And I think it's just so freaking beautiful. Being a black woman is beautiful and it is empowering. It is the best thing ever. I can't imagine being in no other body. Um, and I'm a proud to be a part of the black sisterhood, okay? Because okay. I know that if don't nobody else got me, black women got me. All the black women in my life, Quinn, other black women, y'all got me. And I know that. You know what I mean? And I don't think nothing can compare to that. You know, and if y'all find find something that compares to that, for the for the black men listening, if you can find something that's greater than what me and Quinn just said, well then you come and let us know and we can talk about it. We can talk about it. <laughs> we can. We, we can, can talk about it. And if you feel and if you want to if you want to have some healthy dialogue about what we talked about today, I'm gonna go ahead and give y'all our email address. Do, if y'all it. Do it, do it. So our, our email address before we get to our next segment, our, and I'll we'll say it again at the end for y'all in case you missed it. But our email address is straight the number two itpod at gmail.com. So feel free, you know, send us some, you know, some inspiration or some some words, some responses, whatever the Lord moves you to do. <laughs> now look now. You know what? I'm not even gonna do that. No, nope. you okay. send what you feel, and when you get a response, you be you be well with that, okay? Amen. Don't send. Listen, cause we we have black men in our life that do protect us now. So you watch yourself. Yes. Be mindful. Okay. Be mindful. <laughs> be mindful. Um. So, which brings us to our straight and narrow, and this is where we offer our lovely listeners. A piece of wisdom until we meet again on the next episode. And there will be a next episode, y'all. We back. We back. So I'm going to let my beautiful sister, Queen, kick it off. Let me see. What, what words of wisdom do I have? For Girl, because you've been listening, because you've been dropping a lot of wisdom. Okay. <laughs> my, my, I guess my parting words would be, and this goes to my, my sisters, my, this goes out to my black women is that even though we're tired we got to keep going mm. and whatever you need to keep going i encourage you to lean on the people in your life the energy in your life if even if it's not necessarily a person i i encourage you to really lean into the things that are for you that are supporting you that are encouraging you for you to keep moving forward and fighting the good fight whatever that looks like to you so whether you're out on the front lines at the protest whether you're in corporate america sitting on these dei councils <laughs> continue the work is i know it's hard but you can do it you got this shit and you got people who will support you. Even if I don't know you and you need somebody to give you a good word to get you together, you can call me or text or Instagram, whatever it is that you want to do. And that's all I got, sis. Listen, that was beautiful. I think for me, my wisdom, my straight and narrow is going to be black women. This is a quote. Y'all know I always got a quote. I'm sorry. Come on, quote. 
but it's from Brittany uh, Packnett. And it says, my existence as a black woman is resistance, but it's also empowering. Mm -hmm. So continue to be the great and phenomenal, unapologetic black woman that you are, regardless of what the fuck this world says. Mm -hmm. You are still, you matter. Your existence matters. Your black girl magic matters. And quite frankly, without us, this world would not move. Period. And that's all. Period. That's yeah, shout out to the city girls. I like them. That new. That's, um... that's what the kids say. <laughs> so yes, black women, we tired, but we gonna be all right because we, we shit. Amen. We are, regardless of what anyone says. Okay. So I'm gonna let my sister close us out because this was her vision. Thank you, sister. You're so welcome. Well, with that being said, that does conclude another episode of Straight To It, the podcast. We are so glad to be back. Uh, we have gotten messages from y'all that, hey, where's, where's the episode? So we're back. And we're glad to be back. And we look forward to continuing on this journey together. And we will see y'all next week. Kitty, you want to drop our social media handle? Yes. Please follow us on Instagram at straight, the number two, it pod. And if you want to email us to maybe be a guest on our podcast, or you just want to connect with us, you can email email us at straight, the number two, it pod at gmail.com. Yes. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.